Welcome to Tuesday Take, a weekly podcast where we sit down with Pastor James to get a little insight into life, questions, and past sermons. Our hope is to use God's Word to challenge you and encourage you so that you can see gospel restoration in your everyday life. With that, here's today's episode. And we are back. We made it. Man, a long hiatus. You know, we were... Yeah, well, I mean, we just, you know, had to take a little refresher. You know, you just got to... It was a couple months worth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> man, what have you been up to since the last time we got together? I've just been up to living, man. Just living life. Just living life. Man, anything big happen in those months? Like, I don't know, maybe uh, more Instagram followers on a certain account or anything? Yeah, the pellet pastor, I'm, you know, becoming basically a... I mean, I don't want to say like Instagram phenomenon, but like, I mean, I think it's trending that direction. So you're, you're on the way. Yeah, I right. mean, right. I don't. I, I, mean, I think they have, have a term follower. for an influencer. So you know, I don't want to term myself as an influencer, but I mean, I'm influenced when I see your stuff, so That's I right. get it. Like I'm always you're hungry. supposed to be hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, me and actually LeBron Wells, we've messaged back and forth uh, some of your videos, and so if you have any shares on those, it's probably us. So yeah. Man, I'm glad we're back in this. I'm glad we're back podcasting, um, jumping into different things. Man, this week we looked at the Lord's Supper, and we looked at the importance of the Lord's Supper. And I've had a few conversations with people, and they said, man, like this is a totally different way than I've ever looked at the Lord's Supper. I think like, it's one of those things that we just do, and you even mentioned it in your sermon, like we kind of do this flippantly. Like yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to get the cracker, we're going to get the juice, we're going to do that, and then we're going to move on to the next part of service. And so like, you really kind of zeroed us in and really brought a whole new look to why we do it and all those things. But just to kind of jump in and get some more questions, um, and why do we even take the Lord's Supper? Well, I think, you know, like going to what you're saying at the beginning, I think one of the things, and I, I didn't want Sunday to be like history lesson or anything like that, but I think there's so much significant, like, because I think... We didn't grow up, uh, a lot of us, Jewish, so we don't understand a lot of the significance. That There's so many deep meanings behind everything they did, and so I think sometimes we don't get that, and so because we don't get that, we don't realize like the significance of all of these elements and the things, and so I, um, I think there's just so many different uh, beautiful pictures that are in there that we, you know, miss out on. Um, but I, I know when we talk about, like, you know, why, why is it so important that we do this and take care of this is I, I think one of the things is, just Jesus instructed us to do it, and he lays this example for us to to take the Lord's Supper, to participate in it, and all the meaning behind it reminds us, you know, of a lot of different things. Absolutely. And so, like, like playing more into that significance, like, why like why is it, I mean, I know that Jesus told us to do it, like, obviously we see the Last Supper, we see all of those things, but like, 2,000 years later, we're still doing this. Like, why do you think that this is still a significant thing? Other, like, obviously, we're going to take the right. the obvious answer because Jesus said so. Right. But like, why do we actually do this? Well, I think one of the things, like I was, I had it open First Corinthians eleven, you know, where he talks about the Lord's Supper, and one of the things he says at the end or toward the end, verse twenty six, he says, "For as often as you eat this bread, you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes." And so, there's something about it. I think that the reason why we keep doing it is because it 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 reminds us of the gospel like over and over again, you know, and kind of like what we did, you know, Sunday we, we did that idea of like looking back, looking within, looking forward. And so I think there's something intentional about the Lord's Supper that forces us to like think of the gospel to remind us that like his body was crushed for us, his blood was spilled for us. And so and I'm not saying like every day we wake up, we're like always reminded of these things, but like I, I think it's like an intentional thing for us to like 
on a consistent basis, we're reminded as we take the Lord's Supper, it reminds us of the beauty of the God, like where we've come from, what He redeemed us and rescued us from. Um, it, I think it should make us search our own hearts now, and even as we talked about, you know, Sunday, it should cause us to look forward with hope of like He didn't stay dead; He yeah. was resurrected, and so we understand that one day we're gonna we're gonna take the meal with Him. Absolutely, know? and I think it's one of the reasons why we decided, you know, to do the song that we did at the end was like, you know, He was broken for us; He was. Pierce for our, all, all those things that we see in scripture, but just to, to proclaim together, like Christ has died, Christ has risen, he's coming again. And like to really say, man, like for me, uh, Ethan and I were playing. And so we yeah. didn't get to partake, man, just to like see like just the authenticity of people, I guess, from, from our point of view, yeah. um, just look it out and being like, man, like this is a hard sermon. Like it really kind of introspective and really, looking within ourselves and like seeing people really warring with things in their lives of like, I mean, Jesus is this, he is all of these things to us. And man, like it was, it was cool to see from our point of view. Yeah. Well, I heard that. like somebody said this cause you know, we joked about having a big, big cracker this time. You man, know? I, there was just going to pause and say this. We also joked about maybe putting bottles of water yeah. out cause uh, they were a little dry. There's some dry sure. crackers, man. Yeah. Un- unleavened crackers are, are dry, but, um, like I had somebody make mention to me that they were like, "Man, I got really, really emotional." Like because I, it wasn't just like a little thing that dissolved in my mouth. Like I actually had to cr- like, and I crunched it, and it like I, I heard it, I felt it, and it was like they were like just in that moment. It was like, like it just that idea of like his body was broken for us, and so it was like Man. you know having to eat multiple different times, you know, because the cracker was a little bigger, and so I think even in that, you know, because I think a lot of it's you know we. You know, maybe we're we're very knowledge based, you know, and, and intellectual and that kind of thing. But like for a lot of the Jewish people, we're very symbolic and like those things of it breaking, like that has meaning to it. And so I think you know, and that's what somebody was like, man, I I, I got like when I crunched down on it, like I, I wasn't ready for it. I just got really emotional, you know, um, because it's just all of those things are purposeful, you know. And this even made me rethink, you know, as we do the Lord's Supper from here on out. You know, do we need to, not saying we have to have the big cracker, but like, do, you know, do we need to really stop, you know, sit in it for just a second? Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, um, cause I don't, I, I don't want it to be a flippant thing, you know, Absolutely, that man. we do. Absolutely. So you're talking about how, how historically Jewish people have done this. We see how we do it, but we also know like Catholics and Presbyterians and met like everybody kind of has their own version of this. And so why are there so many different ways of doing this? Like, we know that Jesus said, do this and remember it's me. And when you do that, we saw, we see that. Why are there so many different ways of it happening? Um, I mean, it's probably similar. Why is there so many different takes on baptism and those kind of things? So I think it comes down to interpretation of Scripture. And so um, I, I don't want to, and I said this Sunday, like I didn't want to like bad mouth any certain denomination. But I, I think that you can take an interpretation of Scripture. So, so I, I'll, I'll just say, like in the Catholic version, they call it like transubstantiation of that the the bot the bread and the cup actually become the the actual body and the actual blood of Jesus. And so, if you take Matthew's account, so Luke's account says, "Do this in remembrance of me." Matthew's account does it. It says, "This is my body. This is my blood." You know. And so, if you take literal, and again, we take Scripture literally, um, but he says like this, you know. This is it. But kind of as I pointed out, and I, I read a, a common uh, author that said this, you know, was talking about the picture. You know, if I have a picture on my on my desk, and if you walked in and didn't know who it was in the picture, you would ask, who is that? And i said, well, oh, well, that's that's my wife. Well, 
the picture isn't, I mean, it's not my wife. I mean, obviously, but like I would say that that's my wife, you know, because it represents her, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I think in that, um, and I think over the years, through different de- denominations, through different, I mean, general, I mean, I think people have found the kind of, I guess, the way they've done it. And so I think it's good to always, even for us, to stop and say, like, hey, are we, um, are we doing it right? Are we are we having the right thoughts as we're doing it? You know, because one of the things I, I made mention of is um, my Catholic friends. One of the things I love about the way that they do communion is how serious they take it, and and I mean it's a very very serious thing, um, which in some of us maybe denominations we don't see that seriousness there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we just it just is what it is, and but for them it's a very important thing, and so I think there's. As we do it, you know, we want to be biblical and stay biblical, but also just, you know, hey, is the way we, you know, maybe the way we've always done it, maybe maybe we can change it a little bit or, you know, whatever it may be. Absolutely. So you referenced um, 1 Corinthians 11 earlier, and if you really look into the church in Corinth and everything that's happening then, like, when it came to the Lord's Supper, like, I think that they could be like, no, we're doing it, but obviously they're doing it wrong. Paul has some pretty strong words to them. Um, One of the things he says in that in chapter 11 is like, Hey, you really have to look into why you're doing this and all things. Just to give some background, like a lot of them were coming and treating it as a literal meal. Some of them were coming and getting drunk. A lot of the wealthier people were there early. And then the, the poor people who had to work were getting there later, all crazy things happening. And so Paul like lays out in chapter 11, like, here's how you do this. Why do you think Paul says to do it in the certain way where he's like, don't, do it like this. Don't do it like this. You really have to take a step back and look at all these. Why do you think he, he does that? Uh, I think, of course, this makes me feel kind of good a, a little bit because it's like early on in the church. And we sometimes we think, like, oh, man, the early church, they had it together. I mean, they, you know, we, you know, and you see it like even how quickly personalities, personal preferences just infiltrated the church and they, you know, started taking things out of context. And I think a lot of it, what Paul's, I think, trying to do is like, hey, this thing is about Jesus and reflecting on him, and you've made it about you. You know, you've mm. you've made it about being seen. You've made it about indulgence. You've made you know, all these different things. And so I think there's a level that Paul is trying to like, you know, hey, let's, let's come back, rein them back in, of saying like, hey, this remember this is about Jesus and this is about the gospel. And so as we take this, it's not about you. It's not about, you know, getting your belly full, getting drunk, all these crazy things that are taking place in the church of Corinth and at the Lord's Supper and saying like, Hey, this is why you do it. You know? And so, um, and I think it's good for us to hear, you know, we may not be making a meal out of it or getting drunk on it. Of course, again, I don't know if many people have gotten drunk off of grape juice, but you know, it is what it is. But, um, I, in that, like, I don't know if we have, but I think there could be other things that we deal with of not taking it seriously, of just flippantly doing it, just not just going through the motions, just, you know, doing those things. So I think we need to take a look at ourselves, how we do it. And I've thought about it too. Um, you know, I think it would be really neat to do some sort of meal, not not like, a, again, a full-fledged meal, but do something where it's like like we, we bake our own unleavened bread, like to make it make it almost like, hey, like this is something they shared together and this was a meaningful moment, you know, and so um, just ideas for down the road. Absolutely. And and I mean, I was I was convicted Sunday of talking about like the flippant nature that we have sometimes, even like us sometimes just being kind of real, I guess, like on a Friday when we're leaving the office, it's like, hey, don't forget Lord's Supper Sunday. And it's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I'll put that in planning center and we'll get all that ready. And man, like even like 
how sometimes we come to it as like, oh, yeah, we got to go get the stuff. Let's go ahead and put that out today so we don't have to do it Sunday. And like, like, we almost just make it like a not notch in the belt, but it's like it's just just another little element that we just yeah, do in our service. Just one more thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, like, man, speaking of, of you know, kind of talking about it on Fridays and things like that, I grew up in different churches. Um, we would do it, you know, maybe quarterly or at big events. But at First and Row, we have chosen to do it once a month. Why do we do that? Why do we do it once a month? So there's some churches that do it every every week. Um, there's some that do it, you know, like you said. When I grew up, I think we did it once a quarter. Um, I think the decision was to move to once a month is because I think once a quarter – you're maybe not doing it enough to reflect on it, but then there's also this idea of doing it every week. You may really get in the, like, it's maybe not meaningful because you do it every single week. Um, not that it's bad because I know people, I know different churches and different people do it different ways. So it's not like, I don't think there's like a, this is the true biblical way and this is not, you know, so I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's just the choice we made. Of We wanted to do it more often, but we didn't want it to be where it's like this thing that, you just go through the motions because it's a part of every single week. And so with that, we just said, Hey, you know, we want to, we want to do it every single month, you know? Yeah. So kind of wrapping up today, do you have any more thoughts or maybe anything that while you're in your studying uh, this past week, like, man, I really didn't see it like that. Or man, like the Lord really showed me this. Do you have anything that you can kind of leave us with? Um, I think for me, the idea of looking forward to me was the thing that I, not was surprised by, but even like reading that when he says, Hey, one day I'm going to take, like, I'm not going to drink of this cup again until I'm with you until we're together in my kingdom. And so I always, you know, obviously we're looking back on the gospel, what he did for us. We look, you know, we need to search ourselves, but I guess the, the element of like looking forward and that as we take the meal, this is what should give us hope and encouragement to keep going, to keep moving forward. Um, because that's where we find our strengths in the gospel. So I guess for me, that that part of the element of the Lord's Supper, that idea of looking forward, um, I guess I just never, I never really think of. I mean, I think yeah. the other things. Not that I do it like always the right way, but I think you know, I look at the God. You know, we we emphasize those things, but I just for me, I'd never really emphasize the looking forward aspect of the Lord's Supper. That yeah. hey, one day we're going to take this meal with Jesus, and so. This should encourage us, spur us on, encourage us. We do it together. It, it's like a a unifying thing for us, you know, as we encourage each other in doing it. So for me, that was kind of one of the things that stood out that I maybe didn't anticipate and maybe have forget in my own life. Absolutely. I think that was, for a lot of people, I think that we know, like, you know, take this bread, take this cup. But I, I, I know for me, it was like, I've never really thought about it. And so like, kind of similar for, yeah. for me and, and for really Kelly too, just seeing like, this isn't like a thing. Cause I think sometimes in our spiritual life, we think like this is an earthly thing that we just don't continue, whether it's because we don't focus in on passages or what, but I think it's one of those like, dang, like we're going to do this again one day, but we're going to do it with the one whose body was broken and blood was poured out for us. And man, like what a, Kind of mind-blowing thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the weight of like, and, and now I think I mentioned it maybe in a certain little bit of like, hey, what we're doing now is like in a long hit, like even the Jews did this. Now we do it differently, but like 2,000 years ago, this was done. Like just to, in thinking through all these things of like, man, um, this is, I mean, we're continuing something started a long time ago and then this will continue on and then one day we're going to all do it in the new kingdom. And you're like, man, this is, you know, so I think it's like, Hey, this is a big deal. And so don't, again, that's why Paul's like, Hey man, be, 
be careful as you do this thing and, yeah. and, and be reverent as you do this thing because this is this is a really important thing. Absolutely. Man, I think that, uh, again, to echo things that I've, conversations I've had and things I've heard people say of like, I never really have heard a sermon. I've heard sermons on Lord's Supper, but never like really looking into history, really looking into the future and, and even seeing where we are now. Like, man, like, thank you for that. Uh, it was good. Uh, it was a really good thing to look at and thing to pause to, to really see. Um, and one final point of clarification, uh, didn't know me calling Pastor James a nerd was going to make it into the sermon. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, just, just to clarify, uh, I never really looked into the bread aspect. I was just like, cool bread. <laughs> like, I never really saw it as anything. And so I love Lord of the Rings, not what? called him a nerd because he loves Lord of the Rings. It's just... I was like, man, that's a cool point about the bread. That's it. Well, and Jared talk, he was influenced by the community. Like, that's why he wrote that that's in awesome. there, which is kind of, uh, I can't remember. I think it was at Beeson. I heard a guy, and I'd never, I, I'd seen the movie. I never really thought about it. And then he just made mention, like, that's why he wrote that bread in there. Like, that's why he wrote it that way, because it symbolizes communion. I was like, oh. And so then now when you watch it, you'll be like, oh, okay. Wow. Because <laughs> it seemed, it, it, of course, that the bread's mentioned more in the books than it is the, the thing. But, um I do want to say too, like when he came in my office, he wasn't like, "Man, I'm going to do this this really cool analogy about the bread and the communion." He was just like, "Hey, I'm talking about bread from Lord of the Rings," and I was like, "What are you a nerd?" Like, so I just want to throw it out there. That's how that happened. That's it, man. But man, uh, no, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, with all due respect, and I said with all due respect. Right. And so, um, now I, I really am glad that we're we're jumping back into this, uh, jumping back into podcasting. Uh, you know, some weeks we'll look at the sermon, some weeks we'll just look at questions, and some weeks um, we'll just look at different aspects of life. And right. so, glad to be jumping back into this, glad to be here with you, and thank you for checking out another episode of Tuesday Take. <laughs>